Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome to Cody and Gold on 610 Sports Radio. On today's show, identifying the real threats in the AFC Tyreek speaks on his exit from Casey and Mahomes no longer the MVP frontrunner. Special guests include Vinny Pasquantino at 1030 and Nate Taylor at 1. Now two guys who definitely have that dog in them, Cody Tapp and Alex Gold. Uh, that's a carryover, by the way, from, from the final hour of the show yesterday, for those that maybe missed the 1 o'clock. But hour. it's also that's a standalone a, comment. It, it is, I guess. Uh well, but if you was, have to guess, then you definitely don't have that dog in you. No, no. It was only something we mentioned 10 different times in the 1 o'clock hour Do you remember for yesterday? like two weeks when Nick tried to get us every time we walked in the building, he would say, where are my dogs at? And then he tried to get us to bark. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was that before, was, that was was before like, having that like, dog in you was a thing. <laughs> two weeks in a row. He, I would where walk, are my dogs at? Where are my dogs at? <laughs> that was a real thing. Or that right before we would walk into the studio, he would want us to yes to, to do that and then bark. At why do you him. think? Why do you think that never caught on? <laughs> you know, uh, hard to say. Yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, hard to say. I'll let you continue to think why maybe it didn't catch. It on. was supposed to be like a morale energy sort of booster. We'll do it maybe when Jed comes in when you're gone. Maybe we'll do it. Oh <laughs> man, Jed seems like the least likely person in the building. <laughs> To utter the sentence, where are my dog's at? Especially that in that way. voice. <laughs> where are my dog's at? <laughs> I forgot about that. That lasted for a week or so. And then Nick finally realized that. You guys are not, poor sports. It's just not gonna, you just realize it's not, you know, it's just not going to happen. Trial not, and error, man. Come on. It's going to be something that, try uh, stuff. That, that comes together. That's not too late. Maybe we can try it again when you come back. When I, Yeah, when Nick comes back from Germany... The amount of I just can't I can't wait to, to see what Nick acts like when he comes back. What do you think? I'm going to be a different human. I think you're going to be obnoxiously talking about German things and trying to speak in German during the show. I don't think that's going to happen at all. <laughs> oh, I think so. He I just does nothing but by the way, by the references. Way, I what? Think so. I don't I believe so. that I'm going to learn the language and that. No, week that I'm going, over there. But you're going to say the same five words that you did pick up nonstop while you're over. I there. already I already know German. I. I took it in college for two years, so. Oh, so you're okay, fluent. we also <laughs> all yeah. took Spanish in college. Okay, and nobody uh, knows let it. me try this one on for size. Eek bin Nick. Okay? Do bist like Cody. Like Do bist Alex. That's the same as me saying, me llamo Cody. <laughs> yeah. Me gusta galletas. That's not, you know, German. See, you put a little flavor on that one. You got a little spicy with that. Like like my the only reason I said that word it's like my kid had a Spanish book come home. Is German the the least attractive language of all time? Like, it's not sensual when you hear. 
Not a romance language, no. It just sounds like you're being screamed at, you know? Yeah, it's aggressive. It's a little aggressive. If you haven't picked up on already, Nick is going to Germany <laughs> tomorrow. That's that's the breaking news right off the top of the show, if you guys haven't, you guys haven't picked up on that. Uh, coming up, as you said, in about 30 minutes, Vinny Pasquantino, our NFL insider, will get his thoughts on week 14 in the NFL. And now the playoff picture, which unfortunately for him does not include his New York Jets right now, based on some of Tough. the results. They're now down to the nine spot. But you take a look at the path for Kansas City, and like right now, whether or not you like it, here's where the playoffs would would be if we we're talking about playoffs week one this week. And the Got Chiefs better last be, night. It did because the Chargers were occupying the seventh seed prior to the Patriots win in just an ugly football game last night against the Arizona Cardinals. And so the Chiefs are the two. We know they're tied with the Bills. The Bills have the tiebreaker. So the Chiefs are the two seed. If the playoffs began today, they would be hosting Mac Jones and the New England Patriots versus prior to last night, they would be hosting Justin Justin Herbert Herbert and the Chargers for a third time. And we know both of those contests in the regular season were very close. I think we know the ideal scenario here. Other than getting the number one seed, it is, can you find a way where Cincinnati and Buffalo essentially knock each other out? To where you don't have to worry about going through a path to the post to the Super Bowl, playing both, right? And right now, Cincinnati's not the division leader in the AFC North, and so they're the five seed. They would play the four seed Titans, who have lost three in a row right now, and the Ravens currently are leading the AFC North. They'd be the three seed. But if you could find a scenario like that, where okay, five seed Cincinnati beats four seed Tennessee, the Chiefs beat seven seed Patriots. The only problem with that one is the Patriots, uh, the the the. Uh, yeah, okay, I guess that would work. Cincinnati, sure. would, Cincinnati would end up going to Buffalo. That's what you want to have happen. That's the dream scenario. That's best-case scenario, as a matter of fact, because you want some of those teams knocking each other out somewhere along the way. Because here's the problem. Yeah. If I had this conversation on Sunday, Kansas City, very simply put, is not playing well enough to win three consecutive games against Chargers, Cincinnati, and Buffalo. Because that's how it would have been just two days ago. And that's what's going to be interesting about watching the way the rest of this playoff future psychs itself out or sorts itself out over the next few weeks. Because you're right. Last night, we're all big Patriots fans. I hope they win out. I would so much rather the Chiefs face the Patriots than just about any other playoff team who could be at the end. Honestly, maybe even more than the Jets. Well, yeah, because the Jets' defense is is more legit than the Patriots' defense. Correct. The Jets are great at at least or seemingly great at one thing. Now, the one difference is Belichick defensively, with his defensive skill set plus his ability to coach defense, he's probably more likely to cause you a problem. They got blown out in the postseason last year. Their quarterback play is not good enough. Their talent's not good enough. They're not beating the Chiefs in a postseason game. I feel like the Belichick, like, fear is gone. You know? It's because Brady's gone, and we've seen a couple years of it now. You know what's weird is that just about any other coach, I think, in the current circumstances would do worse than him. To me, that still speaks to his coaching greatness. If you gave any other coach his exact roster, they'd have a worse record than he has right now. So we can feel like that's the downturn because he doesn't have an elite quarterback, and now he's stuck in the doldrums with every other NFL coach. To me, his problems are still as a general manager. That's where I'd be much more critical of him. As a coach, yeah, I still think he does a perfectly fine job. They, other than that, the Jets went back on in October. Like, who have they? Who the who are the Patriots beaten though? You know what I mean? No like, one. That's the thing. But they're so not. They're why, not talented enough to be no, good teams, yeah. even with a great coach. And that, that's why it's I'm Mike like, Tomlin. There's, it's there's, like Mike Tomlin also has a better record than he should. There's no. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's no fear of the the Patriots. They do have a, a tough schedule still remaining. They have the so their their next four: the Raiders, Cincinnati, uh, Miami, and then Buffalo. So. The Patriots still have an uphill climb to occupy the seventh seed, but as of right now, they have it. We know the Chargers' schedule sets up nicer 
than the Patriots schedule in order to, to get that final wild card spot. But I think the key for the path, other than getting the number one seed so you get that by, so you only have to win two games instead of winning three to get to a Super Bowl, is find a way to where Cincinnati is sitting as that five seed to where they uh, will most likely beat Tennessee, the four seed, and then they would have to go to Buffalo. So at least you're eliminating one of those teams and not having to face both of them in order to go to a Super Bowl. That's, to me, the number one goal at this point, other than the one seed. It's why the one seed ends up becoming so important. And I know it's just as simple as let's bank on the hope that Buffalo loses a game at some point. And by the way, Buffalo's not playing anywhere close to the level Buffalo was playing earlier part of the year. So predicting them to lose a game is not as crazy as at some points in this year when we would have thought them losing in any four-game stretch was hard to imagine. Like even last week, they didn't play particularly well. They won, but they didn't play like some... Tremendous performance. Look at this unstoppable unit. They can't go anywhere. I just, like, it's hard. It's weird because, like, I just said the Chiefs can't win those three consecutive games. Is there any team right now in the AFC who feels like they can? Because it's not not the Chargers from the 7th seed. They're not going on three road games against the Chiefs, Bengals, and Bills in order to do it. Or the Chiefs, you know, like, that's not happening. Okay, so let's cross that off the list. The Miami is not winning three consecutive games against those. And I know that Cincinnati just did this last year, and we probably wouldn't have thought Cincinnati was capable of winning three consecutive games. A lot of this comes down to the same thing as you're laying out the playoff thing. If you're one of these other two teams, you have to hope that Chiefs Bills, Cincinnati Bills, one of those, that combination of three teams, that they play each other in the second round so you don't have to beat all three. That's what you need. What if I told you, though, the Chiefs get the one seed, okay? Bills fall down to the two. Cincinnati doesn't win the division. The Ravens hold them off, and since he's the five, that means your first playoff game is probably hosting Cincinnati in the divisional round versus got to play wild card weekend. You get the Patriots or Chargers. Be, at that point, you'd probably be rooting for Cincinnati to win the division. You'd rather that's, because that's then saying. they're more likely yeah. to face a, a, you, you, a difficult opponent in the postseason yeah, and yeah. have to go to the Bills for round two. So that's the weird scenario. It's like you want the one seed, no question, because you want the bye, you want the home field advantage and all that, but – if you're going to get the one seed, then yeah, you would need you would hope that Cincinnati wins the division. Now Cincinnati plays Buffalo in a couple of weeks, so it's, it's you need really what you need to, you need Baltimore to drop a game or two, so that Cincinnati wins the division in that scenario. If basically you just have to determine your path. If you've already given up on the one seed, then you're fine with where the standings are currently right now. Yeah, you'd you, rather take on New England in yep, the first round, yep, host and, a home playoff game against I guess Cincinnati hypothetically in this. Well, no, 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 no. And right now, the current the current standings. Oh, you're right. Like, Baltimore. If you're good with the current, then this is what you're yeah. hoping for. Now, if you if you believe the one seed's still in play, well, then you you do want to be rooting for Cincinnati to win the AFC North, and you need for for Buffalo. It's to a bit lose. of a dicey you, situation. Like it's like, well, it's gonna be tough. It's not supposed to be easy. It's gonna be a challenge. Of course, way. it'll go the exact. It'll go the worst way. You won't be the one seed. You face Cincinnati <laughs> in the second round. That's the worst case scenario, because at that point, yeah, you're you are rooting for Cincinnati to win the division, because you want. Or Baltimore to win the because you like you're wanting everything to like line up in this perfect little yeah because piece if, so that you can you're, you're saying worst case is the Chiefs are the two, Cincy wins the division they're the three, Kansas City beats the seven seed Patriots or Chargers. Uh, the only thing though I'm like if you told me three seed Baltimore or three seed Cincinnati excuse me had a host six seed Miami let's just say like that I don't hate that one because knock out one of those two teams that's not the worst thing in the world either. Like, so there's there's a couple scenarios where you could avoid the path of having to play. Cincinnati as well. Like there's like I, Miami. Is, this is really difficult to guess who's coming out of the AFC is really what this conversation is coming down to. Cause you can't yeah, well, rule out any of these teams doing something elite in a run style. Miami is great on offense. Cincinnati. We saw what they did last year. 
We know what the Chiefs and Buffalo are. The only one that you're really kind of doing mental gymnastics for is probably the Chargers because, well, they're 6-7 and seven and never put that kind of run together. The odds market over, seven at, least over at FanDuel just to, to win the AFC, to go to the Super Bowl. Bills are the favorites, plus 175. The Chiefs have the second best odds to come out of the AFC, sitting at plus 230. Then it's a drop-off to Cincinnati they, from the Chiefs at plus 230. Cincy 6-1 to one to come out of the AFC. Then Baltimore plus 950. Dolphins 12-1 to one, and then a huge drop-off. The Chargers, who aren't even in the playoffs right now. Uh, 20 to one. That's kind of how it all breaks down. The Patriots who are occupying a playoff spot right now are 55 to one to come out. And you have teams like the jets uh, and the chargers who technically aren't in the playoffs right now that actually have better odds to come out of the AFC. I mean, you can't <laughs> take new England serious. No, no. that's it. Kansas well, quarterback City, play. Like I'll say this. There's only one way in which it's a nightmare. There are solutions. Like you've mentioned, like the Cincinnati Miami part is kind of nice. If you're going to have to host them, the nightmare scenario to me is, you're the two, the Chargers are the seven. You have to host Cincinnati in the second round, and then you have to go to Buffalo for the third. Mm-hmm. That is just worst case scenario because I don't think you're falling out of the two. Now, some of that is like technically you could fall to the three, right? You lose two of these next four games, but yeah. you and I don't even think that's plausible, right? So, like to me, the worst case playoff scenario is pretty close to what it was. It was what it was on Sunday before at least thankfully the Patriots won last night after Kyler Murray got hurt on the same field that seemingly uh, every no. NFL player has gotten hurt on, by the way. And that's where the Super Bowl's at yeah, this year. Yeah, that's terrifying. Uh, typically for Super Bowl, they bring in a new field anyway because the Super Bowl and, every, and and all eyes are on it. And boy, do they ever need to do that because you've you got to continue to wonder about the footing. I know it was a non-contact injury as well for, for Kyler. I haven't seen the latest for sure what it is. He, of course, got carted off last night with what they're calling a knee injury. But I haven't seen anything from Schefter or anybody today to say for sure if it's you know, a torn ACL or, or what the actual injury is for, for Kyler Murray. But you mentioned what happened on Sunday Night Football and why the Chargers are in position for a playoff spot, though, uh, because of their win over the Miami Dolphins, who, of course, have Tyreek Hill, who, while offensively, from a receiving standpoint, didn't have a huge night. We know he had the fumble recovery. He continues to have a massive season. I like that he didn't have Dolphins. a huge night. like 80 yards and a touchdown. I know, but, but it ended up like they had one play. Yeah. They didn't have, like... It, Two had 26 yards, Cody, at halftime. Yeah. Passing. I mean, like they, they had they had no offense in that game. The Chargers shut the down. Anyway, that's not even the point. I, I bring them up because of Tyreek Hill, though. Uh, because Tyreek Hill was on Shannon Sharp's podcast, once again talking about life without Kansas City, life without Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, and why he was ready to leave Kansas City. I thought the most interesting part about it was he had mentioned that midway through last season is when he started to realize that maybe he wasn't going to be able to stay in Kansas City. Midway through last season, middle of the middle of the season, we know there was some rocky moments in general with the the, the team. They were under five hundred until what week seven, week eight. Yeah, I think right around the time you grew that beard. That's right. That 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 was not supposed to last as long because that was supposed to be like, hey, I'm gonna until they get back to five hundred. Then they got back to five hundred in like two weeks, and you guys said it wasn't long enough, and so we just rolled with it through the playoffs. But it was good luck until it wasn't. Until Cincinnati AFC title game, second half. The okay, so there's a couple of parts of the podcast that everybody's focused on and I don't think it's crazy to be focusing on that Tyree clearly lies in it um he says like ah, I wasn't getting enough targets not true he said I wanted AJ Brown money he was traded like a, m- a month after Tyreek so that doesn't make any sense so he couldn't have been telling the Chiefs just give me AJ Brown money AJ <laughs> Brown didn't get his money until a month after Tyreek Hill had signed his deal now the 25 million part and the wide receiver he might be getting mixed up with there's probably plenty of truth to be in there the, the parts that are more interesting to me are the things that you've mentioned. Because, like, Tyreek's gone on a lot of podcasts and said a lot of lies about his time in Kansas City. 
he does two things in every podcast. He talks about how, like, oh, I wasn't getting the ball and they didn't offer me enough money, which I think both things we've proven are not the case. And he always says he loves Andy and Patrick. The things that are interesting about this are the, the talking about being done in Kansas City possibly halfway through the year. Like, your initial thought is, boy, I sure hope that didn't affect his play. Would you like his first half and second half stat lines? In the first half last season, he had 64 catches for 734 yards and six touchdowns. That was in just eight games. So I'm giving him the extra ninth game in the second half of the season last year. 47 catches, 407 yards, and three. His production went down by 250 yards and half as many touchdowns in the second half of last season when he's openly admitting he thought he was on his way out of Kansas City. Uh, I think at this point it's kind of hard to think that it didn't impact his play or the team's play or those things aren't related because he's doing a lot of typical wide receiver stuff, which is they talk a lot about how they're always underutilized for a guy who had, what, over 140 yeah. catches last year? And look, he's having he's on, he's pacing for numbers that he probably was not going to get in Kansas City because while, while he's incorrect on – as you said, the lack of targets. He said he was only getting two, three targets a game. He, he averaged 10 yeah. targets in a game and when, when he was healthy, right? So, I mean, that and, and four-plus targets in all 15 other games. So the, the, the idea that it was related to targets is just a bunch of crap. Um, but they're also force-feeding him even more in Miami, so it's working out for both sides. I think we would agree at this point. Like, that's what he wanted, and he, and he got what he wanted. He gets to be by the beach. Good for him. Whatever, right? Um, but there's a chance they play each other in the playoffs. We just went through – the playoff scenarios. There, there are multiple scenarios where the Chiefs in their first game or their second game could actually be hosting the Miami Dolphins in the postseason. And, and Tyreek Hill was asked about that as well. Uh, and, and he had mentioned, quote, just know if we do play them, it's showtime. They better have two guys on me. And that's confidence, and that's that's what you expect. Is he trying to, hear, to manufacture man, hate for the Chiefs, or does he really hate the Chiefs? That's what I can't figure I don't out. Know if that's saying, I don't know if that means he hates the Chiefs. I just think that's one of those where he want, he in his mind he still wants to like prove them wrong, even though he acknowledged in that interview with Shannon Sharp that uh, the Chiefs were willing to get to twenty five million. Uh, just the guaranteed money uh, didn't come to what he wanted it to be. That's all it came down to. We don't have to manufacture anything else. It was all. I don't think it was bad relationship or anything like that. It was all about he wanted to get paid. A number the Chiefs weren't willing to pay him, as we talked about all offseason. And it's, I think it's I as think simple as I think he's a that. little afraid to admit. Because, like, even even in the one of the cuts uh, on the show with uh, the Club Shay Shay, even, even on Club that. Club Shay Shay. Even, Why does it sound funny when you say I don't know. It, it just doesn't sound actually. right. Even Club, that's the name of the show. Well, you, said, you sounded sassy when you said it. Club Shay Shay. Like I was going to do, like, a, a Z <laughs> snap. <laughs> um. Even even in one of the clips for, for that show, <laughs> it seems like to me he's afraid to admit what is the actual truth behind this, which is, I wanted the most money. And by the way, that is something we all pretty pretty well understand. If Nick had a competing radio offer for Arrowhead Pride Radio, and they were offering double what he makes here at Odyssey, and he's like, hey, I want to keep working at Odyssey, but they're offering me double. And they're like, well, you can either make what you make here or double there. It's not crazy to say, well, I'm going to take the money because he tries to put it on Drew. He's like, you know, agents are raw. You know, they're always just saying, let's go get the most money. I'm like, you left for the most money. You're saying they offered you $25 million. It's okay to have just wanted the most money. I, that's funny, Gold, because I don't think it was about the targets. I don't think it was that's about his relationship. So I don't think it was about anything other than money. 
I think that's really what it comes down to. And for whatever reason, he doesn't want to admit that. Look, you still ended up in a favorable situation. You're on one of the better teams in the AFC. You're putting up massive numbers. You have a mountain of cash. Like, it's not like it's gone all poorly for you to go play for, you know, you didn't go play for the Houston Texans for the most money. Things worked out okay for you. Admitting a big part of your decision was for money in this case would probably serve you because everything else starts to seem like this weird misnomer. Seeing them in the playoffs is fascinating because I do think Tyreek will want to stick it to him. Of course. Because great athletes do find wrong. Yeah, yeah, but we, great athletes yeah. always find that little like they did me wrong moment, don't they? And they would love to shut him down. I mean, that's just that just kind of goes without saying. I mean, I think that's that that's what's going to happen if they end up facing off both sides. Like he's gonna he's gonna want to go for a buck fifty and two touchdowns, and the Chiefs would love to hold him down to sixty. And and they that that's just normal, right? Anytime somebody moves on, it doesn't mean that they truly uh, hate each other or anything like that. There's no reason for either side to to to, to hate the other. There there really isn't, uh, as far as the organization of the player, the player like. They won a Super Bowl together. It was pretty simple why they weren't able to bring him back. I still think I disagree with the the text line, uh, at least from one person that says trading Tyreek was a mistake. It's on Veach. I, I still disagree. This Chiefs offense, as we've, we've mentioned multiple times, it's is the number one, offense, right now, isn't it? number one offense in football. It worked out. It's truly one of those where it, it made a lot of sense for both sides. He's having a great year. He's an offensive player of the year candidate. The Chiefs are in position to be the number one seed once again if, if the Bills were to drop a game. And they have the third best odds to win the Super Bowl, and they have the best offense in football. I mean, I, not, not, nothing's really changed. And they're doing that with a 25th-ranked DVOA. So it's not the offense. That's not where things are broken. Yeah, I, I agree with this Like this notion, though. Like, do you think deep down that Tyreek probably doesn't like that the Chiefs' offense really hasn't missed a beat? <laughs> well, I wouldn't. I mean, that sucks. <laughs> Nobody wants that. Well, if you got fired from this show, and it'd be like, ah, oh, it turns out they're just as good. That sucks. Like, nobody wants that. That's not a good feeling for anybody. Of course, Tyreek probably doesn't like that. Who would, right? Like, not that's not like a knock on him. Who would like that? Who would like to find out that when they leave their job that nothing changes and everything's fine? And, of course, we know just a few days before that trade, the Chiefs went out and signed Juju Smith-Schuster. And Juju Smith-Schuster, it was good to see him have his best game in three weeks. He got back on track. We were having the topic on Friday leading into the game that – Another week or so removed from the the concussion, trying to ease him back in. This was more like the Juju games we had seen prior to the the big hit in the Jacksonville game. He he got back on track in the win there against the Denver Broncos. You guys might have recalled a couple weeks ago uh, the Gillette Intimate ad that we played from Juju Smith-Schuster. You remember that one? Quite well. He's got a new. How could I forget? He's got he's got a new one. About to start. He's he's got a new one out on his Instagram page uh, yesterday. Have you ever used a subpar tool to groom your groin and suffer a minor injury? Maybe you didn't know what you were doing. Don't worry, we've all been there and we want you to come clean and introduce a better way to groom. Over the time, I've learned my lessons. So this is why I go with Gillette Intimate. What? Over time, he's learned his lessons, guys. How many times Over has he time, cut you lose, you know, you How learn. many times have you guys cut yourself? We've all been there. Yeah, I've definitely cut myself before, yeah. Cody's so tools? Cody's so hairless that he probably can you not relate to this honestly? <laughs> no, I can relate to this part. Okay, I'm just making sure. I gotta get going. I to start. You know what? I want to. My body is my career, and shaving my pubes is no different. <laughs> I want to laugh at this, but the thing is, nobody has cared more about my nether regions than Juju Smith-Schuster. Nobody. I think you phrased that wrong. <laughs> what do you mean? I think you phrased it wrong. I don't think so. That sounded right to no, me. I think it was right. 
He always cared about yours, though. I don't well, like... yeah. I mean, the way he's trying to help me mm. he up wants my to game. Ma- yeah, he wants to make sure that he doesn't cut himself. Shaving. Nobody wants that. Nobody, that was nobody, a very unpleasant experience. Nobody right. wants that to happen. No yeah. one. I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. <laughs> Who is your worst enemy, by the way? <laughs> I don't know. When I was a kid, it was Quinn Snyder. Quinn Snyder? Yeah, I hated him. Hated yeah, his I had face. a tiger. Hated his face. And then it, then it became John Gruden. I hated his face as well. Um, basically, any head coach of teams that I hated as a child. Also, John Elway. Okay. So one of those so three players. guys. So actually, you know what? John Elway, I do hope he nicks his sack. <laughs> That's the only person. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I still don't like him much. So. Oh, man. Go I like it. the confidence in which Juju consistently yeah, care, talks man. about his. He doesn't care. Consistently talks about how and how he would like to shave his pubes. He what is what very you, detailed about what, it. What did you? What, just like, what did we just talk about two or three minutes ago? About confidence. Like, well, co- not confidence, but also money. I mean, look, man, if the check keeps coming, man, keep doing a good job. Right. The check keeps coming from Gillette. Good for him. Also, by the way, in all seriousness, props to Juju last night uh, through his foundation. Uh, he ended up paying off $10,000 worth of layaway items over at, uh, I think it was Burlington here in the Kansas City area for for those in uh, needing assistance. Uh, That's awesome. This feels like so a weird really time to bring cool. it up, but that is awesome. No, I, no it's the end. <laughs> Why? We're talking about Juju. It actually fits perfectly, and we're about to wrap up the second. So you it seemed like a good way to wrap it up. You don't want you. him to talk about it right after talking about his nets. Yeah, that's it. No, I said real quick, as we're about to go to break. It's called a transition, kinda, kinda Cody. Ruined, kind of ruined it there. But hey, hey, Gold, <laughs> I, thought it was, I thought it was fine, man. Thank you. It's nice of you. Nice of you to give him. You don't think that was good that he spent he spent $10,000? I said that was good. Was, That's incredible. Yeah. Very generous person. Coming up next, we'll talk to our NFL insider, Vinny Pasquantino. Uh, not about any of that kind of stuff we just talked about. I promise. Just the NFL in week 14. Next. You're listening to Cody and Gold, brought to you by Gant Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance, Gant Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. Subscribe and download all new episodes of Nick's Waving in the Week podcast, released every Thursday on the 435 Podcast Network and the Odyssey app. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. 
Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Now, joining Cody and Gold. Hey, it's a beautiful Tuesday morning, let me tell you that. It's your 2022 VinFL Insider. Are his hands going to get any bigger? Royals first baseman, Vinny Pasquantino. As a uh, potential future Chiefs fan, we hate the Broncos. Well, we'll get to that Chiefs-Broncos game from Sunday. Made a lot of people nervous, Vinny, uh, out there in Denver, Colorado. But I understand that you, you just were educating and talking to the youth of America moments ago. Yeah, well, first of all, I just heard an ad as I was listening to get on this call. And I think everybody should go get some Andy's frozen custard. That sounds fantastic. <laughs> so you could celebrate with a pick six with uh, Andy's frozen custard. So that's exciting. But, yeah, I'm back at my high school currently uh, talking to the youth of America. I do it every year. I've been doing it since college, so I'm just back again. Um, and, yeah, it's, a, it's always a pretty cool day for me. So, so yeah. What kind of things are you talking to them about? Your baseball career or what they should do in this program? Uh, so, yeah, so my high school, it was a specialty program called Leadership. So there was 50 kids from the county that would apply and get in. Uh, I, mean, like, I think like two, 300 people would apply, and I was lucky enough to get in. So I basically spent four years taking, like, leadership type classes, communications, perspectives, ethics, different things like that. And I go back every year and I talk to the freshmen. So like this year, the first year I did it was four years ago. The freshmen I originally spoke to are now seniors. So it's cool to see them and they remember the talk and everything. So I just kind of like talk about my life, different things like that and move on. Now let's talk about the NFL. That makes sense. Let's talk with the Chiefs and Broncos first. (laughs) Let's start there. The game was a lot closer than we wanted to be, Vinny. It made us nervous for a lot of reasons. Are you doubting the Chiefs in any way? Because they let it get close against Denver. So, yeah, I mean, the game became close, but, I mean, come on. I'm not doubting the Chiefs by any means. They they went up 17-0 pretty easily. Probably felt like they were going to coast a little bit, and Broncos came back. To be honest, if I'm a Chiefs fan, um, I'm very happy with that win because it got tight. A bad team loses that game, right? So, hold off the Broncos. They get hot there for a little bit, and then you still hold them off and get a victory. I think that's probably good going into the playoffs. You know, you want to play in some – in some barn burner games that you know you can win. And they did that. They succeeded and they put points on one of the best defenses in football, which is always a good thing to do. You think this defense is good enough? It's the big question to win a Super Bowl. It's the same question we've been asking for a couple of years in Kansas city. I think the chiefs can score more points than any other team in the NFL on any given day. So if they give up some points, I'm confident in uh, their offense. Let's talk about another offense amongst the NFL. Kyle Shanahan, rock Purdy, all of a sudden taking the league by storm. Why is it that Kyle Shanahan makes every quarterback for him play so well? I just think it's a fantastic offense. Um, Brock Purdy stepped in and did an amazing job. I'll be curious to see how he does now. His teams are, from what I've heard from football people, it takes about four weeks for you to get fully scouted by the league. So I'm curious to see how he does as he keeps getting scouted and people see what he can do well, see what he doesn't do well. Um, But I think that trade for Christian McCaffrey really helps them because he's one of the – one of the superstars in the league. So you surround a, a young quarterback like that with a good running game and you have good weapons on the outside with the safety net of George Kittle. You're in a good spot. Do you think that they can get to a Super Bowl with Brock Purdy? I don't see any reason that they can't with that defense that they have kind of the opposite thing of the, of what I just talked about with the chiefs is I don't think the 49ers need to win a game 37 30 because it's going to be hard to score on them with the, the way they pressure the quarterback and, and play in the secondary. I mean, it's it's just a tough defense to score on. 
We're talking to our NFL insider, Vinny Pasquantino. Jalen Hurts, another huge game, another big win for the Eagles. They continue to roll. They got uh, the big divisional game coming up in, in a couple Saturdays as well. And he's the new MVP favorite. Uh, do you still see a path for Patrick Mahomes to win MVP? Yeah, there's definitely a path, but I do understand how Hurts took it over. Um, he's been playing out of his mind this year. I'm not saying he, like, I'm not saying it's uh, an anomaly, but he's been playing really, really well. So it's really fun to watch that offense, I will say. So if you're an Eagles fan, you're in a really good spot. And yeah, I think Mahomes can definitely still win the MVP. Um, but I do think Hurts takes the lead right now. And if he finishes the way he has been playing, he'll probably run away with it. How's the Pasquantino family holding up, by the way? You said you were watching the Jets game with your dad, then you were openly rooting for Miami to beat the Chargers at night because that's kicking your team out of the playoffs. Now the Jets sitting on the outside looking in because the Chargers beat Miami and you find yourself kind of on the outside looking in. How's the Pasquantino family holding up? Yeah, it was a tough weekend. Uh, every one of our teams lost. My mom's a Giants fan, my dad's a Dolphins fan, and I'm a Jets fan, and my brother's a Falcons fan. Um, so it was a, it's a tough week. Um, wouldn't be the first time that we've gone all defeated. <laughs> Definitely would not be the first time. But, uh, you know, if, you know, hey, let's just go ahead and move on to the Jets. Um, I'm going to be there this weekend. Boots on the ground. Dan Campbell right in the face. Uh, Jets, I still think, if they win three of their last four, they make it. I think that's how it's going to work. They need to win three of four, and they'll get in. So I'll be at the Lions-Jets game. I'll be at the Jaguars-Jets game. And I'll be at the Dolphins-Jets game. So boots will be on the ground. Oh, and more importantly, then I'm going to try to be at the Chiefs' first playoff home game. So we're just all around in a good spot, and I'm hoping that that playoff game involves a green team from New York. Has, has anyone in the Pasquantino family considered rooting for a good team? <laughs> uh, well, once you – I mean, you guys know this as Chiefs fans. As you were probably growing up, like early, early 2000s, like 2010-ish, they weren't very good, right? No. Well, they were um, they were quite bad so from that time. It, feel, it feels better when you root for a bad team and then they become good as opposed to just rooting for a good team. We all know that. So, you know, we're walking through the fire right now and we're hoping to come out better for it. What are you looking for out of the Jets? You mentioned you're going to be boots on the ground. How can they beat the Lions? Yeah, I'm, I'm looking for them to uh, score more points than the Lions. That's what I'm really <laughs> looking for. I don't care how they do it. I just want them to uh, put up a W and see what happens. But the good thing if you're a Jets fan is that the past two games that they've lost to the Vikings and the Bills have been games that they could have won, which I think is good that you're not getting blown out and you're not losing games that are over by halftime. So I think that bodes well for them that they're playing in these close games. Now if they could just finish them uh, with a win, they'd be in a good spot. Are, are the ribs good enough, though, for Mike? Why he left the game twice and what he had to go to the hospital after the game as well? Yeah, that was terrifying. Um, and there was a big difference when Flacco came in the game. So... Yeah, but Mike White, he went inside, something happened, and he ran back out of the field in the snow and in the cold, and he took some more hits. And that offense with him is definitely different, that's for sure. So Zach Wilson's not even the number two? So Mike White can't go, they're going to just go Joe Flacco? Is that really the setup now? I have a sneaking suspicion that Zach Wilson will probably be active this weekend, but I don't know for sure. That's just my guess. So we'll see what happens. But, uh, but hey, I'm excited to be there and see what happens live. You're in the early part of your baseball career, so you don't have to have these conversations yet like Tom Brady's having with himself. What do you do if you're Tom Brady at the end of the year? His team's not very good. They still might like likely make the playoffs because their division's really bad. What should he do at the end of the year? Find a new team, stick with the Bucks, retire? Yeah, I mean, tough call for Tom, but I'm sure he'll make the right decision. He's He's been known to... Uh, He's been known to make right decisions in his career in terms of winning. So I, I'm not going to speak for him, but I'm sure whatever he does, it'll be the right one. 
you're in Nashville. The Titans have lost three in a row. What's going on there? Are they getting nervous at all that, that perhaps they could lose this division or are still confident? I think they're so really confident about the division, but I don't think there's much confidence about the whatever their playoff matchup will be. It's uh, it's kind of a weird problem to have is when you're in a division that doesn't really push you too much. You gotta you gotta find a way to uh, still get ready for that first playoff game. So we'll we'll see what happens. I feel like something's going on there. They fire their general manager. They're losing three games in a row. They just feel like maybe for like most teams that don't have elite quarterbacks, we're just waiting for their run to end feel like that this might be the end of the Titans run Vinny. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's definitely a tough call to see what happens. So we'll see if, uh, if Tannehill can get the boys rolling in, in Nashville and see what really happens. So they played the chiefs really tough when they were in Kansas city with Malik Willis as the quarterback. And then they just kind of seemed to stay, take a step back. But the good thing for them is that they win a few ball games. They'll know they'll be hosting a playoff game. Lastly, for Vinny Pasquantino, our NFL insider, you were in Kansas City, I think, this past weekend, right? Signing a bunch of autographs. At what point in time do you do you start counting, or do you even count how many you, you you've signed that day alone? No, you don't even count. You just sign and you move on. That's about it. If you count, then it'll get lost in your head. Then you forget what you're signing. You just you just you just sign and you just move on and you just see what happens. You try to sign it as best as humanly possible so people can read it and then you just move on from there. Vinny, we're also having a toy drive for the show tonight. Uh, is there a toy you think we have to get for the kids? Oh man, just anything Lego pretty much. I mean, the Legos are just unbelievable. If you don't like Legos, I just don't think I can trust you. Um, <laughs> so that's that's where I immediately go. I'm just thinking about the Target Lego section that's in near my house right now. Just think about how good it is. Um, but yeah, that's where I'd go. Do you still build Legos? You're talking about it like you still play with Legos. Yeah, I mean, I've been known to build. I, I built a Batmobile over the summer. That happened. <laughs> so, so that was a pretty cool thing that I did. Um, yeah. Awesome. Okay. Vinny Pasquantino, he's our VFL insider. We'll check in again next week. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. There you go. That's Vinny Pasquantino. He joins us every Tuesday at 1030 talking NFL. Nick, Big didn't you Lego say you guy. were going to do Legos? Wasn't that? Yeah. Legos are so inoffensive. Everybody love every kid loves Legos. Reminder tonight, the second annual Cody and gold toy drive at Jefferson's in North Kansas city. It starts at four o'clock goes till seven. Come by, have some great food, great drinks. Uh, and we're asking you to bring a new unwrapped toy or toys benefiting the boys and girls club of greater Kansas city, benefiting kids here in the Kansas city area. Hope to see a lot of you out there. We're ready to roll for this tonight. Can't wait, man. You're going to be dressed up as Santa throughout the entire evening. Hasn't been out of the bag since last year. Oh, you might want to iron it a little bit. Ah, it's fine. It'll just be wrinkled. It's not a big deal. Disheveled Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Disheveled yeah. drunk Santa. And again, as uh, Cody. So you get the coding, coding gold toy drive. Hmm. Wait, if you want the pristine Santa, go somewhere else, okay? Wow. This is. You're the one that <laughs> said anybody can sit on your lap, so. Well, I mean, we, we offer a different vibe with our Santa setup. If people want a photo of Santa, I've made it very clear that this is the easiest place in the city to get it. All it takes is one new or one new unwrapped toy. That's it. To help the kids. That's all it takes. We'll have pictures of Santa, and we now know that if you bring a toy, that you'll get a order a free order of fried pickles. Since we pressured Perfect. Nick into that yesterday, and they'll have uh, McUltra specials, three bottles for six dollars and ten cents. Because the station six ten. Get it? Wow. You know what? I hadn't put yeah. that together. Nick makes total sense now. Someone says the Nutcracker showing up. No. I don't know why you didn't want to pressure Nick into wearing that costume there. You thought that was getting off too easy? 
Yeah, there's a couple. He really wants you to have to wear it in the dead of summer, the same as yeah, he did. Yeah, it's that, Like, when it didn't that, make sense also, to be a nutcracker. It's that, and then also, at that point, then I'm the only person on the show not dressed up. Then that's just, then it's then it's more uncomfortable for me well, you than you can also him, dress so, up. So screw that. No. Why is it more uncomfortable for you to not be dressed up? But the up? whole show's dressed up, but not me? That doesn't make any sense at that point in time. So, no, we're, Nick will have to do it when it's not Christmas time, when it makes sense to wear a nutcracker costume. Make him wear it when it makes zero sense whatsoever to be wearing one. Off, letting him off the hook way too easy. It's like me saying, like, yeah, Cody, wear the Santa costume in December. Not nearly as weird as you wearing it randomly in March at March Madness tournaments or something. Like, That's also, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I get your point, but also he's been ducking this thing for six months. I feel like we're just, we're due. We're just due to make him put it on. I still haven't checked the trunk to see if I even <laughs> have you, it. Do you ever put anything in your trunk? Not really. How often do you open your trunk? Groceries and that kind of stuff. Or if I pick Cody, up a- groceries, I put in, I don't have car seats. In my I put in the back seat and it's for one person. I don't have 20 bags to put in the How car. How do you go grocery shopping? It's like once a month. Yeah. I mean, I go when I need stuff. Like again, I'm, I'm, I'm it's just me. I don't need a load. And up you the, don't cook. So I, yeah. And I don't need to load up the pantry with food, like food and food. All, if I need to go to this, like, let's say I'm out of something, I will go to the store and get it. Or if I'm, if I am going to maybe grill something that day, I will go to the store that day and get stuff. I don't, I don't just have like a bunch of frozen meat in my, my, fro, my freezer. I don't have just all kinds of fruit snacks for children. Like you do in my pantry. But even before I had, like, Nick, you have food in your, not currently, because you're getting ready to go out of town, but generally you have food in your pantry, right? Or your fridge or freezer? I have, like, a couple bags of chips and frozen pizza. I have seen some your beer. I have seen your cabinet. A water they pitcher, are, some Propel, some Gatorade. They're shockingly, it's like a cabinet uh, has, like, two bowls, couple, four plates. Some wine, some whiskey, and that's about it. That's all I got in my apartment in terms of consumable products. Did you have more when you were dating? Did you keep some extra snacks around? No. Well, he said he's got the wine and the whiskey, so that's what you need <laughs> when you're dating. Gotta yeah. have some wine. Gotta have some wine. White or red? Well, both. I I prefer red wine, but you have to have both. Yeah. You have to. Have you, to. It's true. Nice. You do have to. All right, let's get to Nick's notes. Gotta write something down. Nick's notable notes. All right, guys. So I thought maybe now would be an appropriate time to debut a new award in the NFL. We've talked all year about a. MVP, Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, Coach of the Year. I know many, many of the awards. I know most of them in the NFL, but there's a new award. You did just list several. I so. want to run by you guys today. The MVH. MVH? MVH. Most Valuable Him. Oh. Who wow. is... Did we just do this yesterday? Yeah. Who is the most him in the NFL this year? And you know, you know how it goes, guys. The guys who are him are the guys who make the big plays, like the impressive plays. Who else could do that? This guy is just built different. I have a few candidates for you guys, and I want you to tell me who you think is the most him in the NFL this year. So we're going to start with Justin Jefferson, who leads the NFL with 15. He already has 1,500 receiving yards. This guy makes 223 receiving yards this past week, even though it was in a losing effort for the Vikings. He has been outstanding in year three, as has Travis Kelsey. We know it by now. Seventh straight 1,000-yard season, 10,000 yards in his career. He is fifth in receiving yards. Also, Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons, very much him. Unblockable. Force of nature for the Cowboys' defense. And the last candidate, Jalen Hurts, quarterback, 
for the Philadelphia Eagles. Here's the funny thing. So your most valuable him, you know, all three guys you just mentioned, they're already likely to win awards that already exist. Justin Jefferson, Offensive Player of the Year, <laughs> Jalen Hurts, MVP, <laughs> like we could, Micah Parsons, Defensive Player of the Year. Like they don't need the most valuable him. They're, they're, they're him, well, Nick. You're right. They are him because they're all going to win probably those three awards. Well, you know, like it's like a couple of years ago. Remember when Mitch Trubisky won the MVP? Yeah, yeah, the, the Nickelodeon, Nickelodeon valuable player. It's like that telecast is coming up again in a couple of weeks for I think it's on uh, one of the Christmas Day games or Christmas Eve. Maybe game. that's what this award could debut as a Nickelodeon award. And then eventually it gets enough prestige to where the NFL just tries to take it over. I guess on those awards, I'll give it to Justin Jefferson, who is probably Micah He's Parsons him. is the yeah. most likely to already win an award. Jalen Hurts is definitively the front runner now for the MVP. So is Justin Jefferson, but at least he's got a guy. Let's get Travis Kelsey. Nearly identical stats. Travis Kelsey never gets any individual awards. Kelsey's the the Kelsey's are definitively him. We talked about Tyree Kill on his podcast. He started a podcast like two months before Travis Kelsey and Jason Kelsey, and their podcast is infinitely. So you just think Father Kelsey has that dog in him? Yeah. Father and, and Mother Kelsey, they have that dogs. Yeah. They have those dogs in them because of the fact that both of yeah. their sons uh-huh. are him. Correct. Mm-hmm. By Correct. the way, you have not just Justin Jefferson, but Tyree Kill, who are both averaging around 115, 120 receiving yards. Last year, it was Cooper Cup going for 2,000 yards. He came up short, but even with the added game, when you look at the average receiving yards total... It feels like every single year now there's going to be a guy with the way that NFL offenses operate yep. that's going to threaten for that receiving record. Should we just is this going to become what we saw with the passing record about 5 or 6 years ago where it actually was even before that, about 10 years yeah. ago when Peyton Manning got to Denver. Should we just expect that record to be threatened every single year now? I don't think it's wild. Well, I, the passing yardage record probably will be, although I don't and think it'll got, be passed I, regularly. We have the extra game now, too. We know that. I don't so, think I mean, 5,000. I think 20 years from now, 5,000 yards in a single season won't quite seem like this w- once of a generational season. Well, 4,000 used to be the benchmark. Which is why 4,000. That's what every average NFL quarterback does. Yeah, we'll 5,000 is still like a special season, but it's just not like impossible to accomplish. Yeah, I think you know, I think it was last year, right, when we talked about Daryl Williams having 1,000 yards from scrimmage, whereas you look around the NFL, that's happening pretty regularly. I yeah. do wonder if like, the new benchmark for receiving yards isn't going to be 1,000 yards. It's going to be yeah, I think can you 15, get to 14, 15. Yeah, we did, t- we did talk about that before the season. We were going through projections for Juju and some of these other guys. Like 1,000 yards with 18 games is not – it's a very good season, but it's nothing extraordinary anymore. It's not. I don't. I don't think it is. I think that's already the case with the benchmark. We'll talk more about the passing yards when we get into the MVP conversation around Jalen Hurts because that, to me, still is his biggest problem. Even though he's the favorite, uh, is he's struggling to get to four thousand yards passing. So we've seen this in college football just last year or two years ago. Devontae Smith won the Heisman uh, at Alabama. C- could we ever see ever see a receiver win the MVP? In the NFL in this no. modern day and age. Because if you're a receiver that gets, let's say it's a crazy, give me a crazy number, 2,300 yards even receiving. Yeah, which so is that nuts. means you're probably that averaging a court- 130 a game. Which yeah, is, but hold which, on. Which is nuts, I mean, but that means Cup the did bat- that and Stafford was not right. the MVP conversation. Yeah, but Matthew Stafford also, I don't think, had the, the touchdowns to go with it. Isn't I know, right? but you're so saying, so like, like, if someone has 2,300 yards receiving, the quarterback's likely to do it. I mean, just last not, year, like, that occurred and didn't happen. No, you weren't. You didn't let me finish the sentence. I literally was about to say, that means your quarterback also is going to have a crazy amount of yeah. yards. They're going to say it's the quarterback beneficiary more than the wide receiver on 
that. So, no, that's not saying that quarterback's going to win the MVP, but it means that the quarterback's going to have huge yardage totals as well. The wide receiver would have to have 2,400 yards and 15 touchdowns. And even then, that think, scenario, that quarterback's probably putting together an MVP campaign. I honestly like, think the NFL that, should just establish MVP is for quarterbacks, offensive player for, of the year is for any other position. If they just said that, I think you'd be better off. Just to use this here as an example, right? Because Justin Jefferson is having as productive of a season as any receiver. Kirk Cousins obviously is not in the MVP race. Je- Jefferson's not even, we're not even discussing his name as an MVP candidate. So that probably goes to show you right there. Like he's yeah. averaging and also, close to 120 receiving and yards a game. Same thing applies, by the way. The Vikings will win their division, but nobody's ever going to think Justin Jefferson's the single biggest reason why quarterbacks always feel that way. Yeah, Tyreek Hill might not. Tyreek Hill's not even going to win his division. Yeah, I mean, also, like, Kirk Cousins is seventh in yards this season. Pass, like, he's not even in the top five in passing, and Kirk Cousins isn't even in the top – five and touchdowns passive. So that's that's why Kirk Cousins, even with the Justin Jefferson, isn't even a conversation. If He's Jefferson even... had – he doesn't have a ton of touchdowns. I think it's only six on the season. Same uh, as Tyreek. Yeah, if he had – 15? Yeah, I think this would be a different conversation. Well, if he had 15 receiving touchdowns, Justin Jefferson would be the huge favorite to win offense player of the year. It's still kind of tight between him and Tyreek because neither is blowing away the touchdown but, category. But do you think – would he be an MVP no, candidate? No, nope. don't you remember how many touchdowns Cooper Cup had last year? 16 last year! And like 1,950 yards. He didn't get, I don't even know if he got a vote. Right? I think Did he, he get a vote? I don't know. I don't know what the exact vote break. Remember, this year the voting is going to be different for MVP anyway. Maybe, that will, maybe that'll change. How's it uh, changed this year? So it's like the NBA. So you, instead of just voting for the winner, now you'll be able to, the voters will vote first place, second place, third place. Oh, much so, like the Heisman. I'm familiar with that so, process. Yeah, so okay. you'll be, so you so you'll actually have an idea to your point, Nick, maybe somebody will vote Tyreek Hill or Justin Jefferson, but they're not going to win it, but maybe they have a chance to get some votes now. Well, yeah, they might actually show up because of that, but still it's the, the problem remains the same. You're they're just very rarely are they ever going to, it's going to be a, a and every quarterback's going to stink in the same year. It's weird. Yeah, it's really hard to imagine, barring some kind of shift in the way the criteria is determined. But coming up next, let's talk more about the MVP. We know Mahomes is no longer the favorite to win MVP. That's Jalen Hurts. But can he still win it? Will he still win it? That's next. There's Kelsey to the end zone. Cody and Gold brought to you by Gan Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance, Gan Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. Don't miss the Chiefs Red Half Hour every day at 1130 on your official broadcast partner of the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.